Hey everybody, James here for James Loves Games, and welcome to tonight's Chaos Meta Chat. And so if this is your first time joining us, welcome, and if you're a repeat listener, welcome as well. And so before let's see, before we get into this episode, I always have to give a shout out to the uh, sponsors. I should probably just make like a little sponsor clerk. But anyways, uh, shout out to Wizards ICT here in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, check us out, they have great stuff, and we have a great discount program. And also a shout out to Miniature Scenery, miniaturescenery.com. Uh, check out their sweet, sweet, sweet 40k terrain and let them know that James sent you. And so tonight uh, you can see uh, or hear that I'm here by myself again. And the reason for that is that things are about to completely turn on their head as far as 40k goes. Um, as every, anybody who hasn't lived under a rock knows that um, Chapter Approved is on its way. When is it on its way? We do not know. A lot of people are theorizing January. I would definitely agree with that assessment. But um, beyond that, um, we're about to get two new codexes, and uh, it's already been confirmed that Tau is also going to be a third codex, so I would not be surprised if January ends up being um, um, Custodes and Gene Steelers with February being Tau, um, which means hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Chaos comes out next. So I did not really want to focus on the, uh, the I guess, the meta, because the meta is what it is right now, right? And like a lot of people, um, kind of waiting for the big boat to to kind of come over the horizon. Um, I want to see all the new missions. I want to see all the new missions. I want to start playing them, and I want to kind of see, uh, um, you know, what to expect. Now, the cool thing is that Goonhammer, shout out to those guys, uh, Robert in particular, who's been on the channel. Um, They've pretty much given us the leaks as far as the secondaries go because, you know, obviously this weekend they played at the um, Grand Open or sorry, the U.S. Open finale where they got to go ahead and play with all of these new missions, um, secondaries, yada, yada, yada. So uh, tonight I want to go ahead and discuss the or I guess talk about um, all of these changes and I want to talk about how it might impact us as chaos players and going forward. Um, kind of maybe what it might mean for the meta um you know again the meta's about to completely shift and as a forward here um i'm gonna say this is gonna be my last episode for the year um really there's no sense in talking about the meta the week before everybody goes to christmas break no events are going to be happening like uh, you know if you're going to warhammer event during christmas what are you doing guys um <laughs> Hopefully you have family, friends, or whatever you can go hang out with. Do something, you know, besides uh, play on the tabletop. Um, we all love the tabletop, but, you know, sometimes you do have to step away for a little bit. Um, and so, you know, in the new year, I'm hoping I get to play a lot more 40K. I have not really played 40K in the past month um, with me changing shifts and, and all this stuff. So, um, but, yeah, I do look forward to, to playing with these new missions. And some of the locals here have played with the new missions and say that um, it, it does feel a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about my thoughts here in a second. So, um, grab your water, grab your socks, whatever else. Sit down, and here we go. So I am using Goonhammer, so Goonhammer.com. Um, you guys can go. They have out a, a um, an article, which that's what I'm using for this video uh, slash podcast to talk about. And so um, the first thing to say is that um, 
All right. I don't know if they talk about it here. So I'm, I'm kind of going from the top down to the bottom um, of the article. And I'm just going to talk about my thoughts. And I'm kind of summarizing TLDRing this. Um, obviously, you can go to the website. You can go to Goonhammer and, and read it for your own. I'm sure a lot of people have. Um, but, yeah, I wanted kind of something that I could talk off of because uh, it's a lot. And, and the good thing is that it's all here in writing. So the first thing we have with the primary missions is that all of the object or all of the missions, it sounds like that the, the core primary nine missions that we've been playing with have all completely changed. Um, the mission secondaries are completely gone. So you no longer have some of these automatic ones like uh, priority targets that you would take. Um, and so instead what they did was they changed it to where you have... Th uh, four points for each primary objective like before, so hold one is four, uh, hold two is uh, eight, and then hold more is an additional four, or it's two, three, hold more, you know, depending on which objectives they are. Um, and then lastly, we get a another, I, I would call it like a tertiary objective, um, that's worth another three primary points. They call it like a secondary primary objective, but I would say it's like a tertiary objective. And so um, they give us two examples here. So in the Secure Missing Artifacts mission, you score three additional primary points for holding a, the precious objective which is determined by your opponent before the game begins. Um, so basically, it has to be an objective outside of your deployment zone. Uh, I think it's in the no man's land, they said. Um, so I imagine in this objective, there's either two or uh, there's probably two objectives out in no man's land, and your opponent picks one to be your precious objective, and then you get to pick one uh, that becomes their precious objective. So um, by holding that objective, you score an additional three points. This is really cool. I like the fact that um, they're adding in some more, I guess, puzzles for you to solve throughout the game. Um, you know, giving you, you, you can't no longer be stationary and static in your, you, you know, you could do it still, but you're going to only score 12 points for your, your primary. So you kind of, they're kind of trying to force you out there a little bit more uh, to, to do some of these objectives. Is this going to be enough of a change to the primary objective to kind of uh, uh, change the meta? Um, maybe not. I, we're going to have to see all of them. You know what I mean? This is one of them. Um, the cool thing is this, this though, will kind of double down on some of the things we were saying with quick, fast infantry to, to kind of get to these objectives and secure them really quickly. Um, it also doesn't say that you have to, like, do you have to hold it to, you, to your next command phase? So is it like... Um, because if this is scored at the end of turn, then it really doesn't change too much. But if it's scored in your command phase, that does change it quite a bit. Because then actually swinging objectives can actually swing six points. You know what I mean? So that, that's something that we're, we're going to have to kind of see. But um, yeah, I like that. I, I like that, uh, that, that tertiary objective. That's what I'm going to call them from now on. Um, it, it kind of it adds a little bit more flavor. It does force people out into the open more, which is, is great. Um, you know, the game has become very stagnant. We're seeing a lot of lists where, like Deathwing, you know, where, where they're just kind of like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to score 15 points and there's nothing you can do about it. So, um now there's maybe, hopefully, something you can do about it. Uh, the next objective they talk about is the recover recover the relics. Um, you score one vic one primary victory point for each unit destroyed at the end of each battle round to a maximum of three. Um, so this one I'm kind of iffy about. The the reason being is that this would very much benefit stuff like knights. Um, it very much benefits like skewless. Um, 
because it's enemy unit, not model. So, uh, which is good, because I guess model would be a little crazy. But, um, I kind of wish they had a caveat in there for, like, Titanic or, uh, larger vehicles. You know what I mean? Um, like, maybe a Titanic model counts as three. Because this definitely will skew towards knights, which are going to be incredibly, incredibly popular and very powerful, um, as it is right now. Again, I, I imagine that um, when we get this, we're also going to get points adjustments too. So maybe we see points adjustments that kind of make this make a little bit more sense. But um, this is definitely going to benefit skew type lists because it's going to be incredibly oppressive for you to even remove one unit, let alone three units any single given turn. So um, this one I, I kind of don't like. I, I kind of, this very much uh, skews towards certain archetypes um, and is definitely something you kind of play around, I guess. Um, so I kind of wish there, there was like a caveat in there to, to, I guess, not punish certain type of lists more than others. But um, especially because it's not anything that you can kind of game like you, you can game around it and know that, oh, well, if, I, if we run into this mission, you know, if you see it in your mission pack, automatically you know that's an objective or a mission that uh you could easily stop somebody from getting like 10 points on you know uh because if i have six knights uh oh sorry if i have six knights you're gonna lose at least nine points so um yeah that one that one i kind of don't like but overall i'm very positive with these changes um i want to see the other seven i and i also want to see like what the changes were to the maps and the changes to like maybe objective placement and stuff um but it definitely definitely looks up. I, I think this is a great change. Um, and yeah, we'll see what's happening going forward. I'm pretty sure the scouring's gone. So uh, that that's a benefit, right? That's a positive. Nobody likes the scouring. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good change. And, and we'll have to kind of see from there. Next, we have the secondary objectives. So one thing that they did talk about is that uh, the player packs in Grapevine gave players... Um, each two cards for faction secondaries, um, which might suggest that you can double up on faction secondaries. I hope this is not a thing. Um, I really, really hope this is not a thing. Reason being that um, there are some armies that you already have stupidly easy, you know, uh, faction secondaries. Example, Oath, um, Stubborn Defiance, um, you know, uh, uh, Purifying Flames. And if they allow you to double down on faction secondaries, that's going to make some of these armies just hyper-oppressive. As an example, um, with Grey Knights, you know, Purifying Flames, they take against literally everybody. But if I'm playing Demons into Grey Knights, right now it's an option. They have to take Purifying Flames or the Demon one where they kill Demons. If they're able to double up on that, that's an automatic, like, 30 points that I can't stop them. And at the current time, you know, maybe hopefully when the Codex comes out, uh, it's a thing. But... That's just kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Um, really, honestly, I, I was kind of hoping to see kind of a hint here that uh, faction secondaries were going to completely go away. Um, and, and the reason is that the faction secondaries are not balanced correctly. Um, you know, we're not seeing facts to kind of tone down some of these faction secondaries. And on top of it, um, they, they definitely are not balanced against each other, if that makes sense. You know, as an example... Death Guard, you know, there was one, uh, I can't even remember the name of it right now, the one where you uh, uh, corrupt the objectives. I absolutely loved it when it, coming out, it came out. I, I thought it was a great objective, you know, um, anything where I could get up to, like, four objectives pretty easily, like, on six objective missions, it was, like, a go-to for me. Um, 
But then I saw what uh, Grey Knights get, and then I also saw what Thousand Suns get. And Thousand Suns have basically the same thing, that all you gotta do is cast Psychic Power and you get it, right? Whereas Death Guard, they have to use these incredibly slow units to get somewhere, and then they have to hurt themselves to do it automatically, you know? Um, so I really don't like that. I, I really don't like that idea. I, I was kind of hoping that we would just see faction secondaries go away. They go to Crusade, and that um, they really focus on balancing the, those those objectives in the main book. Because again, a lot of people have, pro have mentioned this um, on bigger podcasts, and I'm going to go ahead and reiterate it. Um, until we see faction secondaries for everybody, it's never going to be kind of fair. You know what I mean? There's the haves and haves nots. Um, a lot of the faction identities, you know, Drakari and, and these other armies are really kind of revolved around some of these faction secondaries. So, um, doubling up, I really don't hope is a thing. Uh, uh, I really don't. I, I don't. And if it happens, I, I think that that's a step backwards and, and not good. Uh, because in which case, uh, case in point, Marines can already double down when you do a supplement and then you do the main book. So what happens there? Can then you take three? So then you're just going to have three Space Marine ones or two, you know, Space Marine and two Blood Angels or what? Like, w what happens then? So um, I was also hoping that, that I, I hoped they adjust that as well, that, you know, like Space Marines, you got to pick one or the other. Um, and again, a lot of people would argue that that's kind of what's keeping Space Marines relevant in the meta is the fact that they have easy ones like Oath and um, some other ones like the Blood Angel one where they... Uh, have to be in your deployment zone or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, let's carry on. So uh, here's the changes to the actual secondaries. So uh, Battlefield Supremacy, Stranglehold didn't change. This one I did not feel like it was going to change. Um, Stranglehold I feel like is a, it's a good secondary. Um, holding more objectives than your opponent is just, it's, it's basically hold more, um, which... On a lot of missions, it's what you want to do, but uh, uh, for some skew lists, um, especially for Death Guard or kind of these more uh, less mobile armies, this is definitely a go-to. You know, Knights really like Stranglehold. Um, it's a good, it's a good secondary. Like I, I have no complaints about it. Uh, behind enemy lines, which is uh, basically line breaker, didn't change. Um, this one I'm a little surprised by. Um, the fact of the matter is that uh, engage on all fronts was like taken almost exclusively. So uh, behind enemy lines, uh, uh, yeah, we'll have to kind of see. But uh, behind enemy lines really was not like taken because uh, engage on all fronts was just better. But engage on all fronts, so it still scores you two points at the end of your turn for having units in three quarters, or three points for having units in every table quarter. But in order for a unit to count towards the scoring, it must have either three models or a vehicle or monster model. Okay, so now characters don't count, uh, which is okay. That's that's an alright change. But um, how many units out there have three, like less than three models? Not very many that I'm thinking of that aren't vehicles or monster models. Um, now, I, I guess the benefit here is that you can start whittling down some of these MSU-style lists. Example, like Drakari. Um, you can kill off a couple racks from, uh, like, three racks from a unit, and now suddenly they're not getting an engage all fronts. Uh, but the fact that it has the caveat in there for a vehicle or monster unit, 
means that like stuff like raiders can just still launch into table quarters and and, and score points or aircraft or whatever so um will this change things it might change things towards the back end of the game if that makes sense so um as an example you're like maybe you're playing gray knights and you know they love the msu inceptors well maybe by the end of the game you've knocked down their inceptor squads down to like two dudes and most of the squads and they can't really hold the quarters now for engage all fronts but um really i i feel like the impact of this is going to be negligible um i i really kind of i don't know how you change it it wasn't like oppressive before it was just kind of a go-to for armies like drakari and and the way that this is reworded it still doesn't really change that you know so um it just makes it like i guess a, you have a little bit more counterplay by removing some of those those msu models so um will this change the meta probably not the list that that already took that i, I think will still take it you know but yeah so no mercy, no respite to the last didn't change. I didn't think that that was. And grind them down. I mean, kill more. Cool. That's a, that's a good secondary. But no prisoners change. So um, it still scores based on the total wounds value of non-vehicle, non-character units killed. But now you score an additional one point if you killed between 50 and 99 wounds. And two bonus points if you killed more than 100 wounds. So I like this change. I like the fact that... Um, it gives you more points like it makes it easier to kind of max out the problem is that the fact that they took out character units as being part of this um i agree with the non-vehicle but it should just be like basically non-vehicle units um because a lot of lists do not even get remotely close to being able to even get close to maxing it out you know um even with 100 wounds, like, that that's 50 Primaris bodies rolling around on the on the table, which doesn't happen very often. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's 10 points, and you'll get 12 points now versus 10. Is that enough to swing games? Maybe a little bit. Does it make it a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, uh, viable or something that you might want to take? Maybe. Um, this was a go-to for me, like, against Necrons and stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's a weird change. Um, I kind of wish it was like two victory points between 50 and 99 and three for 100 or more. But um, like just that little bump up, like I, I don't feel like it needed to go to like five. But um, that little bit of math changing might make it a lot more uh, uh, viable, you know, because at which point then you get anywhere between um, seven so it'd be like 7 to 11 points if it's between 50 and, and 90 models. And then um, if you get above that, then it goes up to 13 points. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I kind of wish it was a little higher, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, Purge the Enemy Assassination didn't change. Titan Slayer didn't change. Okay, I, I really didn't think either of those were going to change. But Bring It Down changed. So you score one victory point for vehicle or monster units that have nine or fewer wounds, two victory points for 10 to 14 wounds, and three victory points for 15 plus wounds. So um, the biggest change here is that uh, you can now score two points for rhinos and raiders. Um, and by moving that threshold down, like I'm trying to think of... Oh, so I guess this would impact, like, Primarchs a little bit more. Because before, like, Primarchs were only worth two points. Now they're worth three points. Um, some greater demons now are worth a lot more 
for a breakdown. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, um, all greater demons are now worth three for bring it down. So that, this makes greater demon spam a lot less uh, uh, viable. <laughs> you know, before they would take assassination anyway because you're running all characters. But um, now, like if you're running like a mixed monster mash style list, um, it makes bring it down a lot more or a lot more viable. As an example, my list was plague burst crawlers with Belcor, Mortarian, and um, two two flesh mowers. So in that list, it's now one, two, plus six, so eight, plus another six, so 14 for bring it down, as opposed to before where it was um, only 12 for bring it down. So uh, that does try kind of change the math, um, and it, make, it gives you a second secondary option when you're playing into stuff like Greater Demons. Um, this really isn't going to change the vehicle skew list that we're seeing because a lot of the, the, the abuse that we're seeing from like Taos, Kronos, and so on and so forth are from these nine wound or less models, you know, with the buggy spam, so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, because even planes, planes are, are 14 wounds. They're not anything more. Huh. Yeah. That's a really, really interesting change. Because I was also thinking, like, it doesn't really affect armigers. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more punishing for, for normal lists, so... Yeah, this might change what you take a little bit more, and, and like now it makes uh, greater demon spam a little more, um, a little more punishing, I guess. So um, next we have shadow operations. Uh, raise the banners didn't change. Deploy teleport homers. So now completes at the end of your turn if attempted by a unit with the troops battlefield roll. That's really good because before you had to keep the unit alive all the way till the next turn to get your teleport homer off. Now troops get it off. Period. And I think you have to do it. It's in like your deployment zone somewhere in the middle, and then your opponent's deployment zone somewhere. So this this becomes a lot more viable of an option. I believe it's. 8 points if you do it twice, and 12 points, or 13 points if you do it 3 times, off the top of my head. Um, so it's kind of like Retrieve Octarius Data a little bit, but uh, a little different. So, um, huh, huh. I actually kind of like that. Because that makes like Terminus Est a lot better. Uh, because it's not limited by how many troops are in a unit. So like Plague Marines could do this very, very well. Um... Or even like Rubric Marines. Like Rubric Marines, you can teleport them around the table and then do teleport homers. Um, huh, this actually opens up a lot more options. It just sucks because deploy teleport homers is so much like retrieve a rod or RND now, I guess. Um, where it, it just kind of didn't differentiate too much. But yeah. Um, next, we have uh, retrieve Nachmed data. So instead of uh, Rod, now it's R&D. Why, why do they have to change the name? Like, why? You just could have left it. But anyways, uh, so this can be uh, attempted by any infantry or biker unit now. So that's really cool. Um, uh, per turn, if they uh, are more than six inches from another table quarter, like before, at the end of your turn, you roll a D6, subtracting one if the unit has the troops battlefield roll. If you roll less than or equal to the number of models in the unit, the action is completed. You score 4, 8, 12, just like before. Um, and then, uh, so characters can attempt the action, but are, um, are vanishingly unlikely to successfully pull it off, yeah, so, um, yeah, will this change things? No. 
No, no, no. Um, the reason being, so the way that Rod was set up before, you were seeing these five-man MSU units that, that kind of that was their whole job in life, right? Example, Furies, um, all this stuff out there. This really doesn't change anything because those five-man units, you only have like a 13% chance to fail it. And then uh, some units, like Strike Squads, just automatically get to do it anyway. Uh, primary squads will automatically do it. Uh, so the, the the units and things that kind of like relied on this would still do it. And then like me, like uh, thinking about my Furies or whatever, if, if this were something that I wanted to be an option, I would just build a six man in there. I get it, it puts you in blast unit range anyway, but Furies, if they're getting blasted, they're, they're probably dead anyway. So um, it's cool, though, that bikers can now do it, so um, that opens up the ability to take, like, five-man chaos biker squads um, to kind of run around and do uh, uh, retrieving data and stuff like that and, and get those two table quarters that are always the hardest to get. You can put them right up on the line for most objective or for most missions, um, move 12 inches, and then go ahead and do this uh, uh, objective. So um, makes bikers look a little more interesting, you know, so... Um, that's good. Then we have Investigate Signal. You can now attempt this action even if there are enemy units within 6 inches of the center of the battlefield, but you only complete it at the end of your turn if there are no enemies. So this really didn't change. It was like that, I guess. Uh, nobody really ran it anyway. So, um, yeah. Then we have Warpcraft. So, uh, Pour the Witch. No changes. Why? Why could we not get a change to the Poor of the Witch? It is so damn punishing for Thousand Sons and, um... Like, Great Ats I don't feel bad about. Um, but it, it kind of pigeonholes a lot of armies into not being able to take Psychers. You know what I mean? Uh, because it's such a very good secondary into those armies. Um, I kind of wish we, we saw a, a change to where... Maybe like more than one psyker or something, um, because I, I feel like it, it just really sucks that you you it really just it corners you out of taking psychers. And for some armies like Death Guard that love to take just one psyker, it just really punishes us into matchups like Thousand Suns, so on and so forth. It also shuts down options for stuff like Space Marines. So I feel like um, there should be a caveat in there um, that that uh, you can take it if you have one or less Psyker, um, or no more than one Psyker, uh, um, because then you still get to use it against those armies, but then it also doesn't punish you from taking Psykers, you know what I mean? So the fact that it didn't change it, I, I feel like was a big oversight. Um, psychic Interrogation no longer requires line of sight. That is a great change. Uh, that opens up that secondary for a lot of armies. The fact that you can psychically interrogate the same character over and over and over again, it's 24 inches. Um, huge deal. That, that completely opens it up for a lot of armies. I can see taking it as Death Guard. I can see taking it as uh, Chaos Demons. I can see taking it as Thousand Suns, Chaos Space Marines. This becomes like a great secondary for everybody. That's a good change. Cool. Pierce the Veil didn't change. Why? Nobody takes Pierce the Veil. Okay. Um, and War Virtual didn't change. It was a good secondary, so, so I agree with that. So, um, overall... Alright, so I'm not really going to read their their opinions. You can go in and read their opinions. Um, they, Kuda Hammer seems very positive on it. A lot of people uh, on the interwebs seem pretty positive about it. I know my game group seems very positive on it. Um, my overall thought, thoughts is that 
Um, I feel like the, the primary changes are drastic enough that it, it's a great change. Something needed to change. 40K is getting stagnant. It's getting stale. It's um, it's so same-samey every single game. A lot of people have talked about this. Um, we've been playing essentially the same missions for almost two years now. Um, the changes and tweaks to the 2021 uh, secondary objectives were definitely needed. But they didn't go far enough in some cases. And in this case, you know, I, I already kind of talked about my thoughts. Um, some of these changes are great. Don't get me wrong. They're great changes. But I don't think that they adjust enough to see, like, to... Like, psychic interrogation now, 100%, I can now agree that, like, I might take that. No Prisoners becomes a little bit more viable. Um, Big Game Hunter or uh, uh, becomes... Or Bring It Down. Um, becomes more viable against, I guess, certain lists. Uh, the only one I can think of off the top of my head becomes Greater Demons. Because I cannot think of, like, even vehicles, you know, outside of, like, a Land Raider. Um, there's not very many vehicles with 16 or more wounds that are not a knight. You know what I mean? Um, so, will this change the meta? I feel like the primary mission stuff might change the meta. I'm being told that, um... You know, there's there's actually some objectives that might be, like, troop-centered as well. Like, some of these secondaries might be, like, um, you score three additional if this objective is held by troops and stuff like that. It feels like they're definitely trying to push you towards, like, more of a, um, a more well-rounded list, which I agree with. I, I agree that with the fact that skew should still be a thing, but it shouldn't be the only thing that some things can do um, by incentivizing troops and stuff like that it's going to open up a lot more options and, and encourage people for more varieties of lists um, but overall I, I, I just I don't know I have mixed feelings. Um, I'm kind of negative on some of the changes you know poor the witch I feel like was that was a missed opportunity um, to, to kind of, because right now we are definitely pigeonholed. Um, I'm hoping that this in combination with the points changes does see a drastic change in the way the meta operates and does see a drastic change in, in what is viable. Now, I'll talk now uh, about some things that I've been told. You know, um, I have heard some rumors about some points changes. I've heard some rumors about um, um, things that are coming up. Um and so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and talk about those things a little bit. So uh, a bit of spice center here, I guess. Um, you know, I've been told that, uh, and now I, I have gotten, I've gotten word on on Death Guard, Death Guard in particular. Um, my sources are telling me that Grey Knights were not touched and Thousand Suns weren't touched because all of this was done before. All of the stuff that's going on now. So, um, and also orcs, I'm being told, were not touched either. Now, orcs, I, I can agree with. Orcs, I feel like they got kind of punished enough with the the uh, big fact, um, the balanced data slate. Um, we are still seeing orcs, but they're definitely not like destroying people like there were before. Um, the orc lists are, are definitely different and, and kind of balanced out. Um, I'm surprised that the uh, Admex kind of fallen off. I feel like people just kind of like jumped over Drakari immediately because Drakari is now the thing. Um, so everybody who's playing Admex is just like, oh, I'm just going to play Drakari for now. And then when Drakari finally like gets nerf nerfed, we're going to all jump back over to to whatever else. Uh, Admex is still very, very good. Uh, um, 
the fact that we're not seeing any is it's a little weird. Um, so yeah, we've already seen the changes to Admax, so that that that's that. We've already seen the changes to Drakari. Beyond that, I haven't heard. Um, I imagine that Necrons and, and Space Marines are due for a points decrease in in a lot of different units, um, kind of bringing them more in line with with everything else. Um, the units that they hit before definitely needed to be hit. Um, some kind of got hit maybe a little too hard, like Eradicators, but I feel like Eradicators are still really good for what they cost. I think they're like 55 points apiece. Um, for a double-shooting Melta, they can be plus 2 damage, plus 4 damage even. Uh, I think that's that's still a steal of a deal. But um, but on to Death Guard. So Death Guard, um, you know, take this for what it's worth. You know, like anything, sources can be wrong. So, Poxwalkers are going up by one point. So, uh, um, I feel really bad about that. I feel like that that is uncalled for. I feel like that's that's a really bad call. Um, Poxwalkers are good. Don't get me wrong. They're really, really good. Um, but six points per model, like, especially with the way the meta is and how many guns some of this stuff has. Example, a Daka Jet. A Daka Jet can almost wipe out a whole unit of Poxwalkers by itself. Um... Poxwalkers are not what they once were. They're just really annoying bodies. Yeah, 100 points seems a little cheap for 20 dudes, but they move 4 inches, guys. Like, come on. Um, yeah, Terminus S, they move 7 inches, but that's all Terminus S has. So, going up 1 point is just... I don't like it. I, I think it. I think it's dumb. I, I Honestly, like this This is me just saying that this was a dumb change. Why? Why, Why GW? Um... Second change that I've been told, Mephitic Blight Haulers are going down 10 points as are Plague Burst Crawlers. Now, everybody rejoice. That's a great change, right? I, I feel like Mephitic Blight Haulers were overcosted. 120 points definitely brings them a lot more in line. Um, I, I think that makes them a lot more of a viable choice because then now two of them are, are you know 240 points, uh, which is great for two multi-melts, two missile launchers, and, and a little puke gun. Um I like it. I think that's a great change and love it. Plague Burst Crawlers going down 10 points was definitely a surprise to me. Um, I think it's great. I think that it's a great idea. Uh, uh, Plague Burst Crawlers are good, but they definitely are not like, you know, when you compare point for, for point, you know, a Dread Knight is 180 points. Plague Burst Crawlers really were not 180 points. Uh, material, 170 points. I, I think that's good. I, I think at that point, you just leave them alone. Don't, don't touch them again. 170 points is good. We're good. We're good. Leave them alone. Um, Plague Marines are not getting touched, and I haven't heard anything about any other of the like the other uh, units. Um, as far as I know, none of the HQs are going down. Uh, none of the uh, the specialist HQs like uh, uh, Foul Blight Spawn are being touched. Um, Tallyman's not getting touched, which is weird. Uh, I figured he would get touched, um, but I'm being told Volkites are going up ten points a gun. So that means that your base Volkite Contemptor is now 170 points. Um, that is a great change. I think that is amazing. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is we're just seeing so many Volkites. I was not a fan of them. I felt like they were overly centralizing. And they really knocked a lot of things out of contention. Because uh, at 150 points, they were just hyper-efficient, right? At 170 points, now you can start having a conversation about other units. And it's not immediately... Oh, but I can take a Volkite Contemptor. You know what I mean? Now we can talk about a Forge Fiend who's 160 points, I believe, or maybe even 150 uh, with the Plasma Guns. And 
it becomes a comparison. Do I pay 10 more points for this, or do I get three plasma cannons instead? Um, which is great. I, I think that's good. It's good to be able to have a conversation about these things. I feel a little bad about uh, uh, like Space Marines, where that's kind of what was hanging them in. And same for Death Guard. You know, uh, that's really all we had going for us. But at the same point, they were really dumb. And they definitely need to be brought in line. So I feel like at that point, it becomes a conversation. It's no longer automatic. Um, you're not talking about almost 200 points if you put a missile launcher on them. So, um, yeah, it definitely becomes more of an option to, to talk about and, and, and figure that stuff out. Um, and lastly, I was told uh, all Chaos, not Chaos Space Marine, all Death Guard Terminators are going up two points. Um Deathstroud in particular. Uh, I don't know if this included Blight Lords. Um, I don't like this change. Uh, I do agree, though. I, I feel like Deathstroud were definitely a little too good. Um, going up two points doesn't impact us too much. You know, a, a unit of uh, five Deathstroud Terminators only goes up ten points. Um, but that will impact the bottom line, especially with the Walker changes. So... I feel like it kind of breaks even when you talk about Plague Burst Crawlers added in with, with Deathstroke. That kind of breaks even. But when you bring Poxwalkers into the conversation, that points change definitely means that we're going to see smaller Death Guard lists, if, if that makes sense. Um, overall, I, I think I've made my, my feelings pretty clear about the changes. And then the other thing that my sources have told me is that uh, Chaos Space Marines are about to get a lot of love. What that means is uh, to be determined. I think it was meaning in, in chapter approved. So I would imagine that we're going to kind of see points reductions for Chaos Space Marines. as kind of like a holdover. Um, just kind of bringing them up a little bit to make them a little bit more viable. Probably all the stuff that you're not seeing on the table um, goes down in points, I would imagine. But um, overall, okay. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited to see the rest of the, of, of the points changes. So that being said, everybody, um, that's the changes of the game. Um, how it's going to impact the meta is yet to be seen, obviously. But um, honestly, I don't think it's going to impact things much. I, I feel like the point changes with this are going to impact things dr dramatic dramatically. Um, it's really a, a, a matter of what are the other seven missions. Um, as far as secondaries, I feel like they didn't change enough. Uh, I, I think that they need to change more. You know, um, but obviously we're gonna have to wait for another year to, to, to get more changes. Um, and we'll have to kind of see, you know, um, I, I'm hopelessly, I guess, pseudo pessimistic uh, about it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. But, uh, that being said, guys and gals, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week. Um, this is going to be the last episode for the year. I will be back fresh and bushy-tailed in 22, uh, where we're going to go ahead and start cracking into hopefully what the new meta is. Obviously, if we haven't seen chapter proof, like if they announce that it's going to be like the third week of January... Then I'll come back and we'll maybe we'll talk about all the other leaks and stuff that 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 will probably most likely come out. Maybe custodies, um, you know, Gene Steeler Colts. Um, hopefully, there's something that kind of comes out before chapter approved or or with chapter approved. But um, yeah, 
we'll we'll wait and see. And, and I wish all of you a great and Merry Christmas um, all over the world. And I uh, look forward to seeing everybody back in the new year. But until then, see you guys later here on James Loves Games. Bye-bye.